Hello. In this episode, I'd like to talk about the Biden administration and its ideas about an American welfare state. And since I am an official 2024 Democratic presidential candidate, I think you might like to know what my ideas of how the Biden administration has performed in regards to building what I believe is a much more needed American welfare state. <clears throat> well, to use a horsing metaphor, it may be said of the Biden administration regarding the welfare state that the horse came out of the game very quickly, but it faded in the stretch. Back when Mr. Biden first became president, uh, early 2021, he came out with a very audacious idea. And uh, as I said at the time and still believe, he changed into a moderate, into a very liberal very quickly. And perhaps, and, and I think it's true, outdid even Franklin Roosevelt and Lyndon Johnson in terms of implementing a liberal idea. He got he proposed and got passed through Congress a payment of four thousand dollars to most individual Americans. Albeit it was prompted by the idea of Donald Trump in <coughs> in the interim be- between the election and the inauguration of Mr. Biden. And so Mr. Biden was almost forced to raise that the level up to 4,000. <clears throat> and then with the help of the Democrats surprisingly winning a, the Georgia Senate seat, which gave them a tie in the Senate and Vice President Kamala Harris was able to break that tie. The Democrats did pass that bill. So, of course, liberals were very happy in Congress and around the world. I mean, around in, probably around the world, but also, but particularly, of course, in America. <clears throat> because if you remember, during the 2020 presidential campaign and even in the interim between 2018 and 2020, there was a great internal battle going on in the Democratic Party between liberals and moderates. And uh, of course, you know it, apparently it appeared that Bernie Sanders was going to win that battle. But then right just before the South Carolina primary, Joe Biden had made that his firewall, and with the help of James Clyburn, that the noted representative from South Carolina, Biden would win South Carolina, and then <coughs> the party would swing behind him, and Bernie Sanders did not win the nomination. So, then after that, in the midst of this pandemic, of course, and uh, 
the whole country was scared and uh, the economy was reeling, but not surprisingly bad as people thought it could be. Biden would propose more social programs, but, and like I say, this is more than perhaps since, well, I think it's a fact that he proposed problem programs that were more liberal since Lyndon Johnson, such as more child care and um, uh, but the problem was that none of these were going to become a permanent part of the American welfare state. And also, I, I think Mr. Biden could have proposed uh, <clears throat> an idea first put forth in the 2016 campaign, I believe, by Andrew Yang of the Universal Basic Income. <clears throat> This is getting talk a lot in <coughs> America and Europe. <clears throat> and there's over 100 cities and local communities in America now that are testing that program. But so far, the federal government has not get, gotten any kind of involvement in that. And there are mixed results with that program. Uh, because the idea of the program was that these communities would give say, $1,000 a month, no strings attached to individuals, say, I think, for up to a year. Uh, but the problem was, first off, was that people had to enter a lottery to uh, become eligible for this program. And that that's not going to cut it if you're perhaps 200 people out of 10,000 people that apply. That is not a program that can be... Uh, really uh, continued. It has to be more complete than that. And also, um, there was unintended consequences. Uh, the Nation magazine a while ago, the Liberal Nation magazine, did an article on the universal basic income and uh, they, they followed some individuals, I believe it was in California, and uh, these individuals will get that money, and they, like I say, they won that lottery. But once that year was ended, uh, all of a sudden they had that stop. They did not have that cash flow, and it just put them in uh, sometimes worse situations they were in before. But anyway, I think it's an idea that has to be worked on. <clears throat> because as I wrote in my first book um, about the development of the American welfare state from <clears throat> Franklin Roosevelt to Lyndon Johnson... <clears throat> The big problem in American society is that there's just a prevalence of bad jobs. And somehow America has to take away the idea of these bad jobs by having a wage subsidy. So, so the Biden administration could have built on that program And also it could have increased uh, housing assistance and um, made child care more universal. Uh, sometimes American child care programs can just focus on the poorest Americans, but it could be done like the Europeans have, where child care is uh, available for all economic classes. So therefore you don't set up that 
that kind of class warfare. But, but also in terms of tax policy, I, I think it was wrong for the Biden administration to say that they would not raise taxes on anyone under that made under $400,000 a year. Uh, that is not good policy because you, you have to um, bring more people into the tax pool by, of course, saying that uh, they would get more programs if they each paid a little bit more money in taxes. Because the true math of, both of this all is that if you took all the billionaires in America and taxed them 100%, in other words, took all their money and put it into the federal coffers, that would still not give you enough money to pay the, uh, the federal budget. <clears throat> so in other words, uh, that $400 level, $400,000 level could be brought down just so America could pay for more uh, welfare programs. <clears throat> and also the American healthcare, Obamacare system is not complete and um, America still does not have high, in high, uh, high outcomes in the world. Uh, and I think uh, creating a national federal health tax, uh, Americans would pay less in premiums but have more universal coverage. But then again, as I said when I began this, that Joe Biden still might be seen, perhaps in history, as being the most liberal president in history because of the actions he took with regard to the $4,000 direct payment to most Americans. That has never happened before in American history. And people would argue that, well, we were in a pandemic and Mr. Biden had a change from being the moderate to the liberal, but of course we know that. But, <clears throat> but of course, the liberal program, as limited as it was, uh, met opposition in the U American Senate from, um, in particular, Joe Manchin from West Virginia and a, and a senator from Arizona. But like I say, uh, they did not go far enough because America just has a tough time uh, trying to involve the social welfare system into the uh, economic system. All recent American presidents and even Democrats have always emphasized the word opportunity over a guarantee. In fact, uh, when Barack Obama was president, uh, the idea of the universal basic income was brought up, and uh, it was Obama's domestic policy advisor that really uh, dissed that idea, dismissed that idea. Gene Sperling, I believe, he was the advisor at the time, and uh, they was not, they were not behind that. And even Mr. Biden has said on many occasions that. <clears throat> It's, it's his goal to uh, provide an opportunity for Americans to make it. And uh, I think that is uh, a philosophy that <coughs> we should adjust because um, uh, Americans are feeling just too much competition between I have the opportunity to make it and if I don't make it, there's no safety net for, for me to fall on. 
so I think uh, just the development of a better welfare state uh, could ease anxiety among Americans. And I think it could also contribute, perhaps, to us creating a less violent culture. Not just these mass shootings, which are bad, but, and what people don't realize, uh, most of the murders in America are not in those mass shootings, but just the day-to-day, uh, one here, two there, those kinds of things, and it's not good. But uh, I think it, I think if we less the competitiveness in our culture, somehow, I think it can't but help to uh, reduce the animosity among Americans. <coughs> and foremost among competition is, of course, over economic resources. People need a job, and uh, and during this post. Uh, 2007 economic crisis world, people are still feeling a level of insecurity. Even though they say the economy is doing good now, uh, they're worried about inflation and also just the memory of when is that next depression going, next uh, recession going to come when they always do. So I think. presidential candidates, uh, because that's where the people look in America look for leadership, they have to devise an idea that uh, can cushion Americans through these stormy periods. And, albeit, it is just not the politicians that are at fault here, because it's our culture. We're all blamed, because in our culture, we believe that uh, the able-bodied people have to work, and... uh, People have to compete for resources. Uh, I don't know where that culture belief came from. It might be because of the expansion, uh, the, the largeness of our country, uh, having to conquer a large territory. Uh, maybe it goes back to the Puritans. I don't know what it is, but um, uh, we have this idea that to accept help from people is somehow a sign of weakness. And it might go back to those colonial days or people going out west and exploring where they had to get tough and create that log cabin out in the middle of nowhere and till the fields. But I think we have to move beyond that now. Maybe America is just too big of a country. I mentioned this to the noted historian Gary Gallagher one time, that maybe the North should let the South succeed and then there would be two different countries here and Hopefully, slavery would be abolished in the South, but then there would be two smaller nations to deal with, and perhaps they can build more social programs for the people because they wouldn't have such a large population to deal with. But Mr. Gallagher laughed at me, but um, who knows? <clears throat> so, um, but. The Biden administration has, has, has done some things and, and it has kept liberals pretty quiet. Uh, Bernie Sanders and Alexandra Octavia Cortez have in the Congressional uh, Black Caucus and uh, the Liberal Caucuses have not really raised any objections. Uh, <clears throat> but I think... Um, 
the country could still do more in providing security to Americans in the coming years. Thank you for listening. Bye.